0: Welcome to Dropping In,
1: a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in on episode 18. This is a series that I chat with a diverse group of Whistler kids who grew up in our small Canadian mountain town. We have actors, Olympians, business leaders, DJs. A lot of talent has come out of our town, Whistler. Today, I chat with our eighth Whistler Kid. Let me introduce episode 18's guest that I'll be dropping in with. This Whistler Kid is a music producer, editor, and cinematographer. He's played music all over Canada, America, and Europe. He played at the Vancouver 2010 Winter Olympic Games with world-renowned acts like De La Soul and Techni. He is completely self-taught. He is one half of hip-hop duo Animal Nation. After living in America and playing in the Oregon skate punk band called The MFA, he's recently released his final album, Our Time in America. I'm happy to introduce this son, husband, friend, music guru, and whistler kid, Garnet Claire. Or maybe he's now called Garnet Bird. You've done a lot, man! (laughs) It's been uh,
0: been a while. I've I've been here for for a good amount of years now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to get started, and you know how it works. I go right into rapid fire. Are you ready?
0: Right into it. Let's do
1: it. Garnet, Claire, where in the world are you today?
0: I am in East Vancouver in my apartment on Commercial and Hastings.
1: Oh, now everyone's going to come visit you. (laughs)
0: Let's hope so.
1: (laughs) Number two, did you grow up skiing?
0: I grew up – I was a skier from – I should send you that photo. I've got a photo of me at like (laughs) six months old in skis and like neck deep powder. Um, I was skiing since I was almost since the day I was born. And then I started snowboarding at 12. I think when Tim or and Tyler Massey started snowboarding was when I was like, I want to be those guys. That's
1: awesome. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. All right. Number three, your dad owns one of the longest standing businesses in Whistler Village. Correct me if I'm wrong there
0: correct I think yeah
1: pretty sure I'm right since, uh, uh, since
0: fo- 1984 since since I was born
1: oh damn uh the photo <laughs> source where a lot of photographers like world-renowned photographers now got their start were you into photography growing up
0: I I was a little bit because I was surrounded by it mm-hmm. um but it really wasn't until I'd say I moved to Oregon where I became really really obsessed with photography and videography and that was when I felt like my 30 years of growing up in the industry kind of all clicked and all came together and I feel like it's one of the only things I've ever done in my life where I felt naturally talented at it but I think yeah. that's just because I was surrounded by it for my entire life so
1: for sure just took you about yeah. 30 33 years
0: but it but it is a, <laughs> such an amazing shop where like Crispin Cannon the editor of Snowboard Canada and John Scar, the editor of Transworld World. I- I think I got those wrong. I think they work for the opposite <laughs> companies. But so many amazing talents have, have come through that that store and have gone on to do such great things.
1: I know. It's so rad. I, it's yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah, he's, All he's, right. He's a, he's a good guy. He's fostered a lot of good talent.
1: He has. And he's still here. I see him almost daily walking in yeah. the village. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. Are you ready for this one? Whistler. Woo! <laughs> Good answer. I'm I'm so totally biased on that one.
0: Was was that the question? Yeah,
1: was there a Blackcomb? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So so same thing. I um I grew up um, skiing with my dad every day, and he was a, a Whistler guy. He always took me into Dad's trees, mm-hmm. um, and he he kind of knew the backcountry of Whistler and didn't know the backcountry of Blackcomb that well. So I always mm-hmm. followed him wherever he went. And then when I was 15 through 20, I was just a huge park rat every day, and I spent every day in the park. But I. I never wanted to be going over the huge 70-foot jumps yeah. on Blackcomb where you're trying to, like, go over gaps where you're clearing the snowcats and everything. That was always yeah. insane to me. So <laughs> I was always the, the park rat in the little baby park on Whistler. <laughs>
1: nice. I know. I don't know what it is about Whistler. I think it's just embedded from our parents. Like, my parents do not go on, Blacks- on Blackcomb.
0: In- interesting. I also – I always thought that Blackcomb was, like, really steep and then traversing like crazy, whereas Whistler yeah. was, like, a lot more chill and a lot more cruisy of a mountain.
1: Yeah. Well, I just, I am totally biased, but Blackcomb is like run, cat track, run, cat track, run, cat track. Whereas Whistler, right. you're like, okay, long run and then the cat track.
0: And also the one of my favorite things about Whistler is the gondola. Just the fact that you get to ride up with your friends for, for 15 minutes. And yeah. I was always tall enough where those weird, awkward little seats never bothered me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, they bothered me. I always needed like a seat by the door because it was like right. <laughs> up halfway of my back is where the seat is, and you had to sit down, so you had to like jump up onto it. But how right. tall are you?
0: Uh, six six. Six six. Six foot six. This this
1: this actually per- works perfectly for my next question number five. Your stage ma- name is Tall Man. Mm-hmm. Your real name is Garnet Claire. Correct. Which do you prefer? Uh,
0: I actually, when I got married last year, I changed my name to Garnet Bird, uh, which I really like. I like the sound of that. So let's go, wait, Garnet Bird.
1: Wait, what? You changed <laughs> your name?
0: Yeah, we uh, we got married in Cuba a year ago, November. So almost almost two years ago now. Um, Leanne, my wife, her last name is Bird, and I thought that was such an awesome, cool, easy. You to changed remember last your name. name
1: to be with her.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Dude, that's so cool.
0: Well, she had the cooler last name. So that's I feel, I feel like, that's the way to go.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. So rad. I remember hearing which, about your, which, is, getting
0: which the, the, the super funny part about that is that it's not actually her born last name. She got that last name from her ex-wife when they got married like like 10 years ago. And then she kept that name. And then when we got married, I like took her ex-wife's last name. So we don't, I don't know what's going on.
1: <laughs> you're just You're just rolling with the times.
0: Just going just picking the coolest last name you can get.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So not tall man, not garnet Claire. It's Garnet Bird. Let's do it. Is that how I should introduce you? Uh,
0: I mean Tall Man works. That's I, I I always like I always liked Tallman because it's whenever people see me, it's kinda like the first two things you notice about someone. You're like, that's a tall redheaded man and I just left the redhead out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, all right. Moving on to number six. Now that my mind is blown that you have—I didn't know you had a different last name, that's awesome. Uh, number six, tough call. You lived in Portland for a while, and then you, I read that you tried to get back, but they didn't let you back in, correct? Correct. Whistler or Portland?
0: Whistler or Portland. <gasps> I love, I love cities. I love cities so much. Um, I to to visit if I'm going to go visit somewhere for a, a weekend Whistler. Yeah. But I, I love living in the city.
1: Hey, Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 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 All right. Numbers
0: moving to, s- hmm? since moving to Vancouver, I know that the rapid fire is supposed to go a little bit longer. Oh uh, yeah. So. yeah. Uh, So since moving to Vancouver, I I found that Vancouver and Portland are are very, very similar, except Vancouver is on this amazing, beautiful ocean where you get um, incredible sunsets every day. And I don't know why it took me so long to move here. And out of the three, I would choose Vancouver.
1: Okay. (laughs) And it's closer to Whistler. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number seven making music or making videos?
0: Uh, if you asked me two years ago, I would say absolutely making music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say for like the last 10, 15 years of my life, it was, I was doing nothing but making music and coming home from working eight hours a day and then working on music for another five to 10 hours a day and, and loving it and doing nothing but that. Uh, mm-hmm. but over the last couple of years, I've, I, my passions have shifted and I, I, I would go video. I, I love shooting video and I love editing video and. Um, and I think I'm saying it wrong. I think according to Peter Harvey, I should be saying film, but let's do it. I do know. <laughs>
1: Call me out on that one. <laughs> Sorry, I asked the wrong but, question. But I, I think
0: I'm shooting video.
1: <laughs> it, no, I think I've watched your YouTubes and they're like film. Oh, thank you. <laughs> they're really cool. So if, if you haven't watched them, you're on Animal Nation on on YouTube.
0: YouTube.com slash Animal Nation. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, my, my, my really Instagram, cool I put idea. up. I, I put up lots of cool short videos on my Instagram as well, which is Instagram.com slash Garnet Garno bird. Garno bird.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, Oh, it your name has changed <laughs> exactly. noted wicked. Okay. Number eight favorite animal nation song.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, it's definitely going to be one that I made with Mike. I mean, I love all the new music I put out by myself, but mm-hmm. it was definitely... Okay, my favorite Animal Nation song is going to be also my least favorite Animal Nation song, uh, <laughs> a song called Girls on Bicycles, which I like. I don't love the song. Uh, a lot of other people like it, but we got to collaborate with our good friends, Live Business in Saskatoon, as well as a band called Pirate Fridays that made the, the bass line and the some, some guitar parts for it. Uh, and it was really cool just coming together with other people and and working with other people in different studios and getting to connect with those people and it's it's those memories of being in studios with really good friends that makes out my favorite song.
1: Wild, how many songs do you have? Do you know? Oh
0: god, so many. So um, many. I just I just put out my tenth album and they have like between eight and fifteen songs each. So
1: all originals.
0: All originals. We we made one cover song. We covered Wild. one song.
1: <laughs> wow! Wow! All right, let's get back into Whistler times. Number nine, best memory of Whistler when you were a kid.
0: Best memory of Whistler when I was a kid. Um, I used to love going skiing with with Lee Kerwin. Um, my dad would always take me and a friend and for some reason I don't know why I love skiing with Tyler West and, and with all those kids but for some reason going up with with Lee we always just had such a good time and I, I have like really vivid memories of skiing through like deep outer with me and my dad and Lee at right uh right behind the the Whistler gondola right where the Inukshuk would be now mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's so off the top of my head I'd say skiing with my dad and with Lee
1: it's not such a secret spot anymore it's not such a secret spot anymore <laughs> i remember going through like um the enchanted forest and dad's trees and that being like a highlight
0: yeah yeah so that's the same thing it's like it's it's dad's trees that is such a huge part of why i love whistler over blackcomb yeah those are some of the first kind of uh tree skiing kind of obviously not backcountry but kind of off run ski strips i ever did
1: yeah wild yeah all right number 10 are you
0: ready for this?
1: I'm ready for it. I'm I, I'm interested to hear this. Whistler hangout when you were a kid, and then Whistler then, hang out- and then now.
0: Um, Whistler hangout when I was a kid. I mean, I was a I was an Emerald kid, so there was like me and three other kids in Emerald, and we were pretty okay. isolated. So we spent a lot of time in the woods up uh up in the bike trails by like shit happens and Big Kahuna. Uh, there's the the One Duck Lake up behind my house there. Mm -hmm. So anytime we got to go up to one duck lake with, with Scotty Barr and Tyler West was always a good time. You guys Uh, had a good
1: posse out there.
0: We did. We had the, we had the good uh, ECP Emerald city posse. That's right.
1: Emerald city posse.
0: (laughs) That's what, that's what, that's what the the three of us called each other. We were, were
1: I did not know that I was an Alpine kid. So I was out of the loop.
0: That's it. Well, I feel like the Alpine kids had like a thousand times more friends than the Emerald kids did just based on the fact that there was only like five of us in (laughs) Emerald.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys were tight knit crew. Okay. So that was your hangout then. And then when you come home, where's your hangout now?
0: It's so funny because now um, as a kid, I never wanted to be in the village. I always wanted to be in the woods or biking or anywhere but the village. And now yeah. it's, I come home and the first thing I do is like go stroll from like the Olympic rings up to my dad's photo store and then over to like Ingrid's cafe and get food there. And I just love like seeing the village weird? for some reason now.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel so, like I gotta like get a, uh, you need to like get on the pulse and see what's happening in the village.
0: Right, right. And it's fun to like stop by moguls and say hi to your friends. there. I used to be like pretty anti-social growing up. Uh, and now I feel I love people and I love talking to people and I love meeting new people. And so being around people is
1: where I want to be. I totally want to get into that. That was the rapid fire and those were great. And I know people just, I learned that you've changed your name and that's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Let's, let's, let's get into like growing up in Whistler, you were a shy kid and now you like, and then cause I wasn't here all the time cause I was off snowboarding and I'd come back and you would have animal nation going You'd be in the bars and I'm just sitting there like, who is this guy that's like, not afraid to be in front of everyone. <laughs> and I like, it's crazy how you just changed. And how did that happen?
0: I, uh, I, I met a girl. Um, <laughs> I, went to, <laughs> I, I went to university in Nova Scotia and I, I started dating this girl who would, um, she wouldn't accept silence as an answer or like she wouldn't accept one word answers and she'd always just be like talk more what are you thinking talk more talk more okay. and by hearing that over and over just drilled it into my head and it, it taught me how to socialize and it taught me how to talk um from there being on stage over and over and over also gets rid of any stage right just yeah. doing like you know getting better at something through practice um but rewind so after, how did
1: you get into a band like Honestly, uh, was, from school, I remember you being so shy. And then like now you then you just have this stage presence. And I honestly, every time I see you perform, I'm still like, what happened? How did this happen? Where did it come was, from?
0: That was university, too. I uh, remember I was in a geology class there for some reason. And <laughs> I, was, I was in the, the very back. Uh, and there's this kid that came up to me and he's like, I feel like you want to go smoke this joint with me. Okay. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a great idea. I don't want to be learning about rocks. And so <laughs> we, we went behind the behind the school and smoked a joint. And he we hung out like every day for a little while, this kid named Mo. And he would just freestyle about everything. Everything he saw, he was always freestyling. And okay. I thought it was the coolest thing. I thought it was so rad. And that combined with uh, that movie, Eight Mile that came out, oh, I yeah. felt like I watched, I watched that on repeat. And those two things just made me want to be a, a performer and a hip hop artist so bad more than anything. And so- I had my very first show at millennium place. Uh, Arnie Gutman was doing an art show there and he hired me to, to play some songs and I spent months and months and months practicing in front of mirror, just getting like every single movement I was going to do for that show. So completely dialed so that it, didn't involve stage fright so i went up there and did, just like i did an act that i've been practicing for so long and right so that was so like the first show i ever did was really easy because i did that and then mm. every show after that just got a little bit easier just through practicing through doing it
1: i feel like your your tall man persona is like a completely different person is that right. like is that weird I, for me to say or do does anyone no, else say that
0: i say that's super accurate and um when i when i first started because even when i first started i was still pretty shy um first started making music Mm -hmm. but I would get on stage and and hop into this persona and it was really easy to kind of be a different person and um Mm -hmm. and change into a person also when you're when you're on stage it's not like you're talking to a thousand people it's like you're talking to a sea of people which is kind of like talking to one person so yeah you you'll you'll make your your connections and you'll make eyes with people and you'll you'll talk to that person and it'll connect with the entire audience. So it's not mm-hmm. really like talking to a thousand people. So, so cool. I, 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 at the end of the day, though, practice, practice. Practice,
1: <laughs> I know. Doing
0: it, doing it over and over.
1: And so because that that first one was in Whistler, do you, do you think that you practiced probably more than you would have in front of an audience that wasn't your hometown?
0: No, I'd say just because it was my first show and I wanted it to be perfect. I hate, I, I dislike presenting things that are, half-assed or kind of choppy or not very well edited Yeah. um so so i i just like yeah like i said i stood in front of the mirror with my instrumentals going and i just did the songs over and over and over I, and like including the, like the the banter in between songs that was like mm-hmm. fully rehearsed for my first show and, and now when i now when i do sh- <laughs> <and now laughs> when it. shows, it's, it's totally all off the cuff and it's totally yeah like I'm, I'm interacting with the crowd whereas that yeah. was like something i had practiced and i was a robot <laughs>
1: well yeah but you gotta start somewhere and now it just it's fluid so wild like what one of
0: of your one of your uh people that you interviewed said just that they they you know fake it till you make it and that's exactly what it was
1: yeah 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 i mean i I, yeah it's so wild um okay so you put in there like perfectionist that you want it all to be perfect and not everything's always perfect as we just learned with you you're Mm -hmm. like i was a little bit of a robot but whatever (laughs) where do you think that perfectionist came from would like did you you worked in the photo source store correct yes yeah yeah for a long time like so would you see these photographers trying to make it and like see their failures and and the way they've changed things is that kind of where you think you got this like perfectionist of editing and
0: um, um, I'm sure. I'm sure it came from a lot of things, but really specifically, uh, I remember my dad would always say, growing up, he'd always say, "Why, why do something if you're not going to do it to completion?" And he was always talking about the dishes, but I think I, like, <laughs> he's like, you got five forks left in there. Just finish it off. If you're going to do something, you may as well do it to completions. <laughs> but I, uh, I think I took, it took that and just, and just ran with it and kind of, That's amazing. It to which is, it's been really good for the things that I've, I've wanted to do because I, I am really good at finishing tasks and, and completing things I start, but it's also been like well, I don't know if I'm gonna to want to put a thousand hours in this. I might just not start it.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, I hear you on that.
0: Yeah, that's
1: yeah. like I. It, it, I'm trying to think. Like, is that a Whistler kid mentality? You're like going all in or all or nothing. You know what I mean?
0: So I and and that was a question that you asked a lot of people in their in their rapid fire series, and I think that Peter Harvey and Stan nailed it for for me when they said. Uh, Peter said something about. The town being big enough where there's a huge ta- talent pool, but yeah. it was small enough where everyone knew everything, bad and good. So, so yeah. like, I remember when Tim Moore got sponsored by Burton for the first time, or Sims or someone, and everyone knew immediately. And, yeah. and we all got to hear that he was getting boxes of jackets and pants and snowboards sent to his door. And everyone's like, cool, I want to do that. I want to work harder so that I can also get those, those things. And I think that's that the so town funny. Is-
1: I never heard that gossip.
0: What? I you might have been on the road.
1: <laughs> I know I might have been on the road or something when that happened. Right. That's hilarious.
0: Yes. So I'm then right. you
1: like see these people, and then you want to strive for perfection in something else. And
0: exactly, and and like and like Stan said, you also you're also in this town where you're hanging out and growing up with your idols, and you get to mm-hmm. not just look at someone on YouTube and and learn from that, but you get to talk to them and 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 really see how they did it step by step and get inspired by that I remember being in, the, in a lot of Tim's classes and, and just talking to him and hanging out with him and asking him what he did to get sponsored by Burton and he mm-hmm. helped me a out a lot with that and
1: yeah right. it was awesome so rad Tim my neighbor for the yeah. listeners that don't know <laughs> one of my best <laughs> friends Mark. growing up He now yeah. works for a development company in Vancouver and is doing very well um I was gonna ask
0: you he was he was always like one of the the nicest most handsome kids growing up um, And <laughs> Like, nice in a way where, like, I always figured that he would just have a good life. And I'm glad to hear he is. That's
1: good. Well, no, he's a Whistler kid. He's worked really hard um, to be where he is right now. And that's one thing that I was thinking about when I grew up. My parents didn't have a business to, like, give to me or anything like that or to work towards. And I was like, oh, everyone, every, every kid has, like, this business that their parents, that they'll just go into. And when you actually find out what everyone's done – They worked their butts off. Nothing was ever handed to them. And that's what we learned in Joey's um, podcast, episode 16, where I was like, then you just took over your dad's business. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's like, (laughs) and he he said it in such a nice way, but I was wrong. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Way wrong. (laughs) Um, And so it's just like what you see from the outside may seem like that, but the actual work ethic that goes in and that. And and same with Stan. I was like, man, shooting in the backcountry, no one actually understands how difficult that and time-consuming it is.
0: Totally. And, and also, s- I, I feel like um, a lot of kids that grew up in Whistler when they, from when they were young, um, there's the impression that a lot of people that live in Whistler kind of grew up with a silver spoon in their mouth. But mm-hmm. I feel like that, that kind of came later when I was in, like, grade 9, grade 10. Then rich kids started, to move, started moving to Whistler. But mm-hmm. growing up there, none of us really had a lot of money at all. Like my dad bought his house for like $12,000 yeah. and way back in the day kind of thing. So it was never a, an issue of, like you said, it was never a thing of being handed no. stuff to you. It was We were always taught to work hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think mm. that's what's so important, especially as the kids grow up nowadays, where you kind of just see everyone have everything rather mm-hmm. than all the work that actually was put into it. You know, right. it's the same, same for me as the Olympics. Like, yeah, they happen every four years, but a lot happened in between four years.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of days to train.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's so crazy. And I love that you put in so much work to your music and it shows. And I hope everyone gets to see your videos. It's they're so rad. And Thank okay, so so, so what are you up to now? Once this al- wait, did you release the album or is it com- going to release COVID? I... COVID happened.
0: That's it exactly. Well, so I I, I had um, I was going to release the album on May first, and I had a tour lined up from BC out to Nova Scotia and back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was going to kind of be like my last my last big hurrah with uh, the last time I went on a, a huge tour, and then like a few weeks before it happened, the tour got canceled and mm-hmm. uh, COVID happened. All this stuff happened, uh, so I kind of did a, a lot softer of a release. That I did release the album on June first. Okay, uh, so it's out there. It's on Spotify. You can check it out. And then I put out two, three music videos from the new album as well. Um, at, at this point, like when, when we put out our album in 2015, we were, we were getting all the grants. We were making a, so much, a, a, we were making a good amount of money. Uh, we were touring three months at a time and then coming back for a month and then going back on tour again. And we were Exhausting. like pu- pushing as hard as we could nonstop. And then I felt like for this album, I was more so putting it out so that I could tell my story. And if people want to check it out, that's awesome. But at the end of the day, I made the music for me and I made all the music videos for me. And it's just something that I can look back on and capture that time in my life.
1: So cool. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. I did want to bring up, okay, I have to bring up a memory from when we were Whistler kids. I'm throwing myself under the bus right now. And we had a, that was the first school dance I'd ever gone to. Do you remember those? Oh. It's so embarrassing for Was
0: me. it in a gymnasium?
1: <laughs> it was in the gym at Myrtle Phillips.
0: Of course and, it
1: was. And uh, there's this thing called Snowball where – do you remember Snowball? No. It's like where someone goes up to the DJ and asks, like, on the loudspeaker, a girl to dance or a guy to dance. And I was <laughs> brand new to school. And it was on the loudspeaker, Garnet Claire asks Mercedes Nickel to dance.
0: Oh, and, I had such a crush on you back then.
1: And I legit ran into the locker room crying because I'd never – I was like nervous and mortified at the same time.
0: And your name's in the loudspeaker and you're like the new person there, of course. And I
1: was the new kid and I was like, who's got the balls to ask me to dance? I just got here. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and so these are just like Whistler stories that pop up when we were tiny. And then I remember, I guess, gossip goes around, small town of Whistler. And we moved to the high school. And my brother came, was at the high school when we were all there. And all I heard was that Philip Nickel, my brother, threatened to put you in a locker if you ever came near me and talked to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's amazing. I also don't remember that either.
1: I I was just like, okay, I'm never gonna have a boyfriend in my entire life if my brother's gonna be around.
0: (laughs) I love it. That's so rad.
1: (laughs) Oh, those are my good memories.
0: (laughs) That's so funny. I um, that's it's it's so good i'm so glad that i've hung out with phil like a million times since then i know we so, so well and like i'm glad he's not just this like scary figure in my life
1: <laughs> no but when you when you're in school like that it's like age is like a huge difference Absolutely. and now i'm like okay kai peterson and like all of that crew they they were in grade seven when we were in grade 12 and now it's just like oh hey we'd kind of right. do the same thing what's up totally. such a crazy town like that it's yeah, so cool
0: yeah, yeah one um, of my one of my first memories from from whistler elementary um, was me and scott and tyler were running to the water fountain and all of a sudden i don't know if he did it on purpose or not but scott tripped me and i i fell and i i cut my knee open and i had to get three stitches in my knee and it was the first time ever getting stitches or ever really getting like kind of hurt Mm -hmm. and then uh i um I, i got better and i i like 10 years later i didn't mean to as well and knocked out his front tooth and everyone thought it was like like me Revenge. getting him back and I was like no, like he only got like three stitches on my knee and I did not try to knock <laughs> out his tooth
1: <laughs> Revenge, that's the gossip that went around
0: That's it, that's <clears> it <laughs>
1: Such a funny town, now it's like the mommy network that has all the gossip, they know everything that's right. going on with all the kids
0: That's exactly, Your dad's that's
1: probably that. included in that
0: <laughs> I hope so, I should be I'm asking sure. them what the good wish the gossips
1: Yeah, 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 awesome, well Garnet this is where I wrap things up from our chat, you moved mm-hmm. to Nova Scotia. You yep. came out of your shell to be this amazing rapper with talent in cinematography and film, as Peter like us <laughs> to say, yeah, and I think it pays off to a, your dad being super rad yeah. and uh, kind of instilling you while you were doing the dishes <laughs> to <laughs> complete things to a finish. Yeah. Um, I also would say that just having the group of kids that we had growing up around us to push us and try and make us thrive to be better humans, uh, in a quite competitive environment that, that also makes us all Whistler kids and, and to be where we are right now. And you have. Your new album dropped June first. So proud of you. Is there anything else that you want to add to being up uh, growing up as a Whistler kid?
0: Uh, I mean, a really funny thing that I've learned from from your podcasts is uh it's just that a lot of Whistler kids do are are motivated and are driven by growing up in Whistler for the reasons we've talked about and the reasons mm-hmm. you've kind of talked about with everybody else. I always thought that a lot of my drive came from the movie Napoleon Dynamite, the line where <laughs> The line Keep going. Napoleon, um, the line where Napoleon's like, Girls like guys with skills. I, heard oh. that I was like, Oh, I gotta go get some skills.
1: Oh, my god. Uh, but then, it.
0: but then it's like, it's only from like the last few months listening to your podcast where I'm like, Oh, maybe it had something to do with all these really driven people being in this tiny little town together.
1: Not just Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> not
0: just Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm so pumped that you've listened to them all and, and everyone's got a different story and and it's so cool because everyone has a different like understanding as to what makes the Whistler kids successful. So yeah, yeah. thank you so much for dropping in with me. Um, another shout out, people can find you on YouTube and Instagram.
0: Yeah. Yeah. YouTube.com slash animal nation. Uh, I think sure let's say yes i think so and uh my instagram is garno g-a-r-n-o-b-i-r-d garno bird
1: because you changed your last name because you changed my last name awesome thank you garnet thank you drop in next thursday as i chat with our ninth whistler kid Thank you, DJ Kenosis, for the music, and my mom for the intro voice. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com.